Welcome back to Lucker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss another double episode of Bleach, Season 2, Episodes 14 and 15, Tragedy of Dawn, story and directed by Koji Ara, or Ari Tomi, and written by Natsuko Takahashi. Azon assassinated the darkness which approaches written or story and directed by Junya Koshiba and written by Masashi Sogo. I thought these were really good episodes. Finally, we got some pace on the action as far as what else is going on within the hierarchy of the society, meeting some additional characters. A little too much, because I had a lot of uh, new names in which I had to try to learn to pronunciate. And yes, I will be, as always, finding ways to shorten, needing to say their whole name on the reg, so expect nicknames to follow. But I'm glad, I'm so glad that we got some actual plot other than saving Rukia because Rukia, I felt that was always a part of it, but I I surely expected more going into this soul society. And thus far, the season has been a little lackluster and not as evenly distributed as season one was. So I found myself a little less invested. But these two, these uh, two episodes, yeah, they pulled me back in. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. Uh, Ichigo had that shocked expression on his face the last time we checked in with him because we had a little bit of a breakaway from that fight. It wasn't because Renji was requesting him to save Rukia. It was because it was at that moment motor functions ceased to stop operating. I'm dying. Help me. Han and Ganju carry him off into the tunnels for some necessary healing since that's all squad for is good for other than domestic cleaning. But considering to live is to be healed when you are in battle with these terrible wounds, I would think they're a necessity. Apparently not since healing is not what Rukia's Rukia's because I can't. It's just going to happen. Douchebag brother has in mind instead commanding another squad member, Kira, to have this eyesore in prison since dying is the only honorable way to win even a lost fight. Your life is nothing. You serve zero purpose. You should kill yourself now. He might be a little sus on how much Renji put behind that fight. And that's fair considering what we know. But he also knows Renji's past with Rukia. 
So his suspicions aren't without reasoning, but that's not why he announces why he wants him in prison. He basically says, you disgrace me and I have no need for anyone in my squad showing up, engaging and not walking away uh, in the dirt or on top of it with your enemies underneath. We get another Han character. Is it, I'm going to try to remember to say it. It's not Han, but it's Henna Mori. There we go. So I'm going to call her Henna going forward. It's easier for me. She isn't keen to hear Renji so cruelly dismissed, but Kira bows and gives the appropriate side eye. Stop talking. Be quiet. Squad 3 Captain Ichimaru shows up to call their boss a bastard before offering to heal Renji something another captain warns her not to trust. A matter of fact, don't trust anybody in that squad because they up to some shady shit. Shit that due to the critical situation is pushed aside as now all captains are launching all-out war on the Ryoka because the embarrassment stops now. <laughs> and for our team, me thinks they ain't about to skeet these motherfuckers like the lower ranked who've clearly been pulled from lesser energy, spiritual energy stock, because honestly, FUCKING embarrassing. These high schoolers with one week of training should not be, should not be taking all of y'all out like this. Ichigo don't know when to rest for his own good, so Ganju helped him out. You got knocked the fuck out, man! While Han is healing him, it turns out some hollow... Looking mask is what saved Ichigo from that fatal wound from Renji's Zapata. <laughs> I'm going to one day get that word right. And how did he get under his shirt? That has not been explained. Hina is a pacifist, not happy about the wartime orders and suspecting Renji of crushing on Rikia since back in the day, she and Kira, who I am guessing is her brother, were pupils under Renji. It was nice to get a lighthearted, respectful scene of camaraderie between two aspiring young uh, lieutenants. And as they are squaring off against each other and the way he punched him, like, don't be embarrassed after his sister called him out for saying girls can't handle themselves. Um, it's nice to see that before being brought back to the shitstorm happening in the present surrounding Captain Azon. So she goes to see him to air her worries. He welcomes her in saying, what do you think I am? Some type of monster. That wouldn't understand that you clearly need <laughs> some fatherly love and assurance, even if it is at the crack of dawn or right before the crack of dawn. How, how are you going to ask, is he awake when he's clearly making sounds that indicate he's awake? 
His eyes are open. <laughs> His mouth is starting to move. He learns that Renji will get help. And then we had the longest facial pan for no reason ever. Rukia asked the guards, hey, I know you ain't supposed to tell me nothing, but can you tell me at least a little bit of something what's going on out there? Because it's surrounding me. And they're like, look, I don't got much to share either other than your boo was defeated by your other boo. Hannah seems hot for teacher is on falling asleep in his presence before the man leaves. But we see that he's being watched. I see nobody is cleaning up all this structural damage as she tries to take a shortcut due to the lateness to the captain's meetings. And I think she was a captain. And then she comes upon him and screams, Captain Azon, blood all over the place, has been stabbed to the wall. I had no fault with this episode. I like meeting the new characters, seeing the relationships between them. They very quickly introduced Kira and Henna, but it was done so well that what happens next actually feels an emotional impact to me. It's felt in an emotional way, impactful way to me. Eventually, all of the words will come out in the appropriate order. Which leads us to the next episode, the color schemes and the choice of art deco style was very well done in this episode. I felt the tension when smiling Ichimura, I hate his name because I can't say it every time, <laughs> shows up clearly unfazed by the death of Captain Azon. It makes a flippant commentary Hannah loses her shit. Crazy motherfucker named Joe. Granted, he has the face of someone you want to start carving up. Unfortunately, Kira is his lieutenant and cannot allow any harm to befall his captain. So while earlier she demurred to him, this time she will not allow sense to drown out her rage, unleashing her zanpaktu. It's my attempt, my one attempt per episode before I just go back to calling it Zapata. Causing both to enter a rather serious fight until Gaia, because I'm not even going to try, prevents both from harming the other, having them arrested and reminding Hannah that her first priority should have been to lower the man that she respects so highly. So while she's dragged away a little embarrassed past that visibly smiling Ichimura. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to come into your house one night while you're asleep. I'm going to cut your throat. This isn't a joke. You're going to die. I don't think revenge has died in her heart or her murderous intentions. We have a true murder mystery now. We know that there was some type of political game going on and now we're finally getting into that. I am surprised no one started to immediately suspect the Ryoka of the murder. No one even discussed it further, which is fine. 
Uh, looks like we're going to come back to it eventually because we still have our quest. But we're finally having hints to the next story that can be told. And I think that we need to lean more in that direction. Because quite frankly, when I saw Chad once again, I was recalled to how uninteresting <laughs> those lesser those lesser um, extra bits and parts and story arcs going on truly are in the face of what could be potentially even more fascinating machinations. Gaia makes it clear you touch Hannah, he will kill him something each mirror only throws back in his face making a point that oh so i can't make sure she ain't got no blood spilled so i better keep a closer eye on her so you know nobody hurts her spike just up chilling on the rooftops in the fog I do have to make an attempt though. I forgot to say their name before I give them a nickname. So Hitsugaya, it's not that hard to say. It's just at the moment in time when I'm trying to recall <laughs> their names, it's like, it's, um, there's so many with an H that my mind confuses it. The more I get accustomed, hopefully, no, who am I lying to? They will always have nicknames, but that's how we got to Gaia. Ichigo and Ganju recommit to their quest because Ganju was upset that Han had slobbered all over him in his sleep and was actually laying on his thigh. How dare he? Even though their quest is bound to be much harder because some people up top is probably getting hella annoyed, which they are. Han was over here dreaming about sexual abuse and that is not okay. It just slipped that in there. Like, no, please don't touch me. What the fuck? He then takes an energy tablet and they do the most cardio ever getting up them stairs. Just as they feel they are making progress with the lax and security, all three are immobilized by the impossibly strong spiritual power of one spike turned all white diamond. Animation right here. Once again, outstanding. I like the addition when the wind was blowing between Gaia and Ichimura. As uh, he started to say, you were going to kill her, weren't you? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But you could see the wind swirling between them. There's just so many smart choices between these two episodes that really had me snacking on my popcorn. Like, mm -hmm, it's getting juicy. Sato gets some focus after having the most delectable dreams thinking about his best friend. Gotta say, I don't give a but since I'm doing a recap, here is the scenario in a couple or the least amount of words possible. Ichigo has every faith Chad can't lose because he's Chad and he's the 
only one that he's been able to send since he's been here because of their very very close bond and the captain whose name i missed is totally on his trail who's probably gonna kick his ass the end the captain's name is shunsu Raku. so we'll just say raku he's on his trail we'll see what ends come what may but quite frankly i yeah let's get back to who murdered a zane why it was he murdered and how does this hierarchy work? Who gets to choose? Is the, is this just based on spiritual energy? Why is the underlings so pathetic that some high schoolers can beat them? And where the fuck is the cat? Uh, Yurichi just disappeared off somewhere. What are you doing out in them streets? I have no idea. But... I feel as if he set them up, not for failure, but definitely not with the proper guidance that they needed. Did I need to see Inu this episode as well as um, my baby boy? No. Uh, But I'm glad that they were mentioned that they're not going to take on any fight that they know they cannot win. The connection between the glasses, I still love what they do with that. And it's never going to not be cool. And now there's another, well, he's dead now. So that sucks. I think I'll stop rambling. If you want to send feedback for the next episode. Oh, what is my score for this episode? I gave it a 9.1 out of 10. Other than the Chad stuff, I liked it. If you want to send feedback, I can gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black magic. <laughs>